to the David Glenn Show. We are inviting your calls. We are in between our guests, Eli Drinkwitz of the undefeated Appalachian State Mountaineers. Kind of him to drop by as we bring our big tailgate tour to Boone. It is our only trip to Kid Brewer Stadium this season. Tell us where you'll be by visiting BigTailgateTour.com. Takes less than 60 seconds. Fill out a quick form. You might be our tailgate of the week, which can lead to tailgate of the year honors. There are only five tailgate of the year flags flying across the great state of North Carolina, and one of them is by a representative of Appalachian State University. Right, Darren? We were there with the big App State bus last year. The Al Ray Cool Bus. Al Judd Ray, Huffman and gang. Judd Huffman and gang. There's one at NC Central, the Eagle Alley tailgate. There's one at ECU, the corner crew with Jimmy and Linda Roster and their friends and family. Uh, there are five different schools represented. The Elon 7 a.m. tailgate is, is another. Steve Young and the Upper Deckers at NC State. So there are five and only five Tailgate of the Year honorees. They got all sorts of cool prizes. Who will win Tailgate of the Year this year? Well, you got to win Tailgate of the Week just to be one of the 12 finalists for Tailgate of the Year. So one trip to ECU. We had a great time in Greenville last weekend. Only one trip to Boone this year. We hope to see many of you there next to Kid Brewer Stadium. Tell us where you'll be by visiting BigTailgateTour.com. You can also register to win four free Continental tires there. Another quick form. Uh, that's all you need to do. You can come see us and throw in the Continental tire toss. Register that way. Or if you can't come see us, just go to BigTailgateTour.com and say, I want four free Continental tires. We will be drawing another grand prize winner from the website later this year. 1-800-849-2761. Football is on our mind. We have a couple things going on. As Ronnie and Doc and Donatus and others want in, 1-800-849-2761. We have an NFL question of the day that is celebrating the Kyle Allen story while not putting any undue burdens on his shoulder we are not suggested, suggesting he's a hall of famer we're not even sure he's a full-time nfl starter remember the upside of last week was that the details were brilliant it wasn't just kyle allen as caretaker or game manager he was incredibly accurate he was very patient on two of his three touchdown throws or two of his four touchdown throws he threw a bullet and hit dj moore in stride for another 50 plus yarder that went to the yard only one of the four was an easy throw, and those details matter. Moving forward, what is he? The downside is, of course, the Houston Texans and everybody else have more film on Kyle Allen. Without putting any burdens on him beyond you've got to face the Texans on Sunday, Cam is out for at least one more week, who knows how much longer, who is the best undrafted free agent ever to play quarterback in the modern NFL? That's the last 50-plus years, as the guys from Dumb and Dumber say. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. He's only 23 years old, but he is off to a great start at the expense of the lowly Arizona Cardinals. We'll learn more against the Texans on Sunday, another road game for the young quarterback. 1-800-849-2761. As strange as it might sound, there are two undrafted free agent quarterbacks who did so well for so long, they're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I gave you my Jason Peters greatest left tackle ever found from outside the draft. Undrafted as a tight end out of Arkansas. Goes on to be the nine-time Pro Bowler, the six-time All-Pro. We're just talking quarterbacks in honor of Kyle Allen's story today. 1-800-849-2761. Ronnie is in Fayetteville and has definitely one of the two best answers to the question of the day. Ronnie, welcome to the David Glenn Show. What's going on, DJ? I'm doing great. Who's on your mind? 
Uh, Kurt Warner played for Northern Iowa. How much do you know about the Kurt Warner story? Because he is one of the two greatest examples of going from undrafted quarterback to, in his case, Super Bowl champion and Hall of Famer. What was that, two years ago? I think he was a member of the class of 2017. Do you remember where and how he bounced around between Northern Iowa and becoming an NFL quarterback? Well, I don't know about the story at Northern Iowa, but I do know that after he graduated, he was, like, bagging groceries or yes. something, if I'm not mistaken, yes. and uh, got a call from the St. Louis, the St. Louis Rams at the time. That's it. Anytime somebody tells you never, like, hey, Kyle Allen will never turn out to be a full-time starting NFL quarterback. Hey, Kurt Warner was bagging freaking groceries. Kurt Warner out of Northern Iowa, it's one thing to just go undrafted. I've given a couple of other examples. Case Keenum has been a longtime starter, bouncing around a little bit, uh, physically got bounced around by the Bears last night on Monday Night Football as the starter for Washington. Alex Smith, though, was the original plan for that franchise. He's a first-round pick from the past. As Kyle Allen and Case Keenum are among the only undrafted free agents in this position, keep in mind that the other examples bounced around as well. And if you say, well, Kyle Allen was so mediocre that even the Panthers cut him last year. They had to re-sign him from the practice squad. Like, all 32 teams say they're not interested in you. I mean, this is like desperately seeking a date for the prom, right? And you've asked every girl in your class. And now you're thinking, man, Darren, I'm down to the high school juniors at this point. And they're still saying no, right? How far down are you going to go? Nobody wanted you in the draft. Nobody signed you in free agency except the Panthers. Then they cut you and only re-signed you because somebody else got hurt and they had a spot on the practice squad. Well, fast forward, this guy's now at least your temporary starter. Remember that Kurt Warner not only has the bagging groceries interim from Northern Iowa to NFL or Pro Football Hall of Famer, he played in both the Arena League and NFL Europe just to get the reps and catch the attention of NFL general managers. And, of course, eventually he hooked on with the NFL and went on to become that Hall of Fame quarterback. The other Hall of Famer who was undrafted out of the college ranks also took a detour. In his case, it was to the CFL. Kurt Warner, Arena League, NFL Europe, then Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame. This other guy, Canadian Football League, for quite a while. I remember him there for exclusively as a CFL guy. Who would have thought he ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? But he did. Donatus in Raleigh, you're next on the David Glenn Show, and I think you have the other most famous undrafted free agent quarterback in NFL history. Go right ahead. Hey, DJ, thanks for taking my call. Um, the other guy, I had two guys, but um, I guess the guy you're asking about is Warren Moon, spent six seasons in the CFL, came out of Washington, and then bounced around um, to like three different teams, three-time all-pro before retiring. Um, and the other guy I have is uh, Jeff Garcia. Um, he had the difficult job of following up two eventual Hall of Fame quarterbacks out of San Jose State for the 49ers. He's in my top 10. Jeff Garcia, by the way, also had a CFL detour. San Jose State, CFL, and then a long tenure in the NFL. You got two of my top 10, Donatus. Very well done. Thank you for playing. Doc is in Henderson. He may have something to add. Kurt Warner and Warren Moon are the two most famous examples in this category. Jeff Garcia is another one. Uh, Hint, there's a possible top five answer right here in our backyard 
I can't believe he hasn't come up yet. Maybe you think so highly of him as a former quarterback in the NFL that you have forgotten that he entered as an undrafted free agent. His name will come up. He must. What state is our show syndicated statewide in, Darren? North Carolina. Okay, I'm in North Carolina, yeah, right? Yeah, you're All in right. North Carolina. I'm not in Philly anymore, am I? You are, uh, to the best of my knowledge. I was in Miami for a while. I'm not there either, am I? No. All right. North Carolina, the state, the great state of North Carolina, also produced one of the greatest undrafted free agents. And now you're thinking our colleges. I don't mean that. I, I just have to come out and say it. It's, it's a former Panthers quarterback, for crying out loud. Come on. Who is the best undrafted free agent ever to play quarterback in the modern NFL? Kurt Warner and Warren Moon are the top two. There are others. One is a well-known broadcaster right now. Another just jumped into broadcasting after being one of the greatest quarterbacks in Panthers history. <laughs> wink, wink. Jeff Garcia is in the top ten. And there was a guy when I was growing up, believe it or not, do you even know what the NAIA is, Darren? Yeah, actually, there are a lot of NAIA schools in Virginia. We used to play non-conference games against them when I played baseball. So I'm pretty familiar with the NAIA. It's basically, for those who don't know, you know, if you know the name of a university that plays sports, there's probably a 98% chance that it's under the NCAA umbrella, (laughs) right? You've got FBS, you've got FCS, you've got D2, you've got D3. They're all under the NCAA umbrella. There is a separate and distinct governing body of lower-level college athletics, and it's called the NAIA. Well, there was a guy, if I said a Seattle Seahawks quarterback who used to throw to future Hall of Famer Steve Largent, and he was from an NAIA school, and he's not a Hall of Famer, but, man, he hung around for a long time in the NFL in my childhood. Is Doc and Henderson still with us? He might want to dress up the Warren Moon story. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Yes, I'm dressing up the Warren Moon story because Warren played five years in CFL, five great cups. Wow. He, he went to five or won five? And when he, when he signed with uh, Houston, he had the largest – contract for a quarterback in the league at that time wow i wonder what those dollars are compared to today i'll have to look that up (laughs) yeah what was the biggest what was the biggest quarterback contract let's see i grew up watching warren moon that would have been mostly the 80s right so i'm gonna find that dollar number what did what did cfl star warren moon get when the nfl lured him away way back when he is of course with warner the, one of the two undrafted free agents that ultimately made the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let's see if I can find that number. Mo- Moon's decision to enter the NFL touched off a bidding war for his services, won by the Houston Oilers, and led by the guy who was his head coach for his first five seasons in Edmonton, meaning the CFL team. Gifford Nielsen retired from the Houston Oilers after Mo- Moon joined the team. It was a, ready, five-year, $10 million contract that he got <laughs> later. $2 million a year. Cam gets, more than, <laughs> Cam gets more than $20 million a year as the, as the like starting, $2 million a game. <laughs> when healthy starting quarterback for your Carolina Panthers, right? Yeah, that is, there are quarterbacks making a lot more than Cam, believe it or not. So you could make $30 million a year or more. And, yes, you're getting for a game what Warren Moon got with that record-breaking contract uh, for an entire season. Times have changed. 
Times have changed. 1-800-849-2761. Kurt Warner, Warren Moon, Jeff Garcia. Did you get the Seahawks quarterback? The other one that you started to mention, Jim Zorn, right? That's a good Seahawks quarterback who threw to Largent, but not the same one. No. Dave, okay. Dave Craig. Did okay. you ever hear of him? No, I don't think I know Dave Craig. Craig was a righty. Jim Zorn was a lefty. Okay. I believe they both filled up Steve Largent's numbers. Yeah. But Dave Craig, I mean, I, I don't know of another NAIA quarterback who made the NFL, <laughs> much less he hung around forever. I mean, he was a, a decade-plus often starting in the NFL. Those are among the greatest rags-to-riches stories, if you will, in the history of the quarterback position in the National Football League. Who knows? Kyle Allen could peter out against the Houston Texans this weekend. I don't know. Or maybe he becomes, because of this opportunity and Cam Newton's bad foot, maybe he becomes the next undrafted free agent to stick for a long time or maybe even do better than just that for a long time in the NFL. Stranger things have happened is the old saying. And Kurt Warner, Warren Moon, Jeff Garcia, Dave Craig – and a couple of others, one of them in our backyard, are more evidence for that theory. 1-800-849-2761. We know about college sports passion here in North Carolina, right? Football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. Tim Tebow recently mentioned that he thinks that people care more passionately, generally speaking, about college sports than professional sports. Why? Because it's about family more than money. It's about good old state university more than money. It's about alumni and boosters with actual connections to a university rather than just the professional version, which Tim implied does not offer as deep a connection. Well, I've lived almost half my life in pro sports first cities like Philadelphia, like Miami, like Tampa, Florida for a little while. I've lived more than half of my life by this point in a more college sports environment. There was a story from my hometown of Philadelphia yesterday that reminded me that in some pro-first cities, <laughs> there is no lack of intensity about how they feel about the local teams, the local star players, and sometimes even a lesser-known player who may have, I don't know, dropped a big pass in a key game in a winnable matchup against another opponent. That story from the city of brotherly love yesterday, priceless audio if you haven't heard it yet, and more of your football calls. Who is the best undrafted free agent ever to play quarterback in the modern NFL? We're just having fun with that one in honor of 23-year-old Panthers starter Kyle Allen who took an unusual road from college to the professional ranks. And at the college level, as we look forward to Duke at Virginia Tech on Friday night, number 12 Penn State goes to Maryland. On Saturday, you know, Clemson visits Carolina. UVA goes to number 10 Notre Dame. That is a good one for the 4-0 Cavaliers. 4-0 Wake goes to Boston College. App State tries to stay undefeated against Coastal. ECU tries to build off the win at the big tailgate tour this past weekend and get to 3-2 and two under the first-year head coach, Mike Houston. A bowl is the goal in places like ECU and maybe even places like UNC. We'll see. The 3-1 and one Wolfpack, whose only loss, remember, was in their only challenge. They've only left home once. They've only played one legitimate opponent, and they laid an egg at West Virginia and lost 44-27. to That 3-1 and one Wolfpack, which does have talent and experience on both sides of the ball, 
visits the Florida State Seminoles on Saturday night. We'll glance forward in college football as I bring you another headline and as we come back to your calls. If you did not like the headlines about college football players in recent years skipping bowl games to protect their bodies or their NFL draft status, you are definitely not going to like a story involving NFL quarterback prospect Derek King of the Houston Cougars. This is truly unprecedented the way for a while those skipping the bowl stories were. That faucet has gone beyond drip status. We'll see if Derek King's decision becomes more of a common phenomenon across college football. More on that story with more of your phone calls. Antonio Brown is going back to school. College basketball is in the headlines for the wrong reasons at Kansas, where the Jayhawks are charged with lack of institutional control. And Bill Self is under scrutiny as well. For good reasons around here, Late Night with Roy is in Chapel Hill on Friday night. The Tar Heels have another good team. Coach K and Duke met with the media yesterday. The Blue Devils, again, have a really good team. Both of those will be among that top tier for ACC basketball as that sport starts to ramp up. The Philadelphia City of Brotherly Love. Yes, I've seen college sports passion but this story can reflect pro sports passion as well. If you were literally helping save babies from a burning building, would you have your favorite team on your mind while you were doing that? That actually happened in my hometown, and that audio is next on The David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. One thing I promised, and then as many of your calls as we can get to on the NFL question of the day, in honor of the Panthers' 23-year-old Kyle Allen, still your starter as Cam Newton recovers from a foot injury. Joe Person of The Athletic live in about 35 minutes on all things NFL. The question of the day is, who is the best undrafted free agent? Kyle Allen jumped to the professional ranks early, and then nobody picked him. He had to scramble and just get re-signed after being cut by the Panthers just to keep a spot on an NFL roster. He entered as incognito as you possibly can. Seven rounds, everybody has a shot at you. Many of them seven times through those seven rounds. They could have selected you, though chose not to. Who is the best undrafted free agent ever to play quarterback in the modern NFL? Well, Kurt Warner out of Northern Iowa, undrafted, but then went Arena League, then went NFL Europe, even bagged groceries, but then made the NFL and two years ago was inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Super Bowl champion and a record-setting quarterback. Greatest show on turf, shout-out to Torrey Holt, and otherwise. Warren Moon was actually the original greatest undrafted free agent quarterback. Washington, not under the radar, right? That's in the Pac-12. But he went to the CFL, did really well there, 
Got, at the time, a record-setting deal to jump to the NFL. Did more good things there. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He and Kurt Warner are the best answers to this question. But wait, there are many more. Dave Craig of the old Seahawks. Jeff Garcia of the Niners and others. Garcia played in the CFL after San Jose State. More of a hidden gem, if you will, in part, because he wasn't playing at a high-profile school. There's a modern-day broadcaster who played at Eastern Illinois, and there's a current Panthers broadcaster and former Panthers quarterback who went to Southwest Louisiana. They also are among the best answers to the question of the day, and Rick and Riley actually has both of them. As I come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, the viral video in Philadelphia over the last couple of days included two items, best I could tell. Did you see this, Darren? You probably weren't watching the Eagles game, but the Fox telecast on Sunday showed a short clip as they were going to break after a missed call. Well, of course, you know, Philly, my hometown, is known for more bad things than good. I, I would argue, and you've, all, you've heard me call them out, there's no homer in me. Right. If the Philly fans are being stupid, unnecessarily picking fights with Vikings fans who are otherwise minding their own business a couple years ago, well, they're, they're guilty, period. Like, there's no Homer discount. Act like an idiot, you get called out as an idiot on this show. You know, any party, any persuasion, any country, any, any, anything. Your immigration status is irrelevant. If you do stupid things, we'll call them stupid things. If you do great things, we'll call them great things. That's just how we do things here. So, Philly fans often deserve your ire. And whereas I would argue to the death that they are among the most passionate pro sports fans in America, among the most knowledgeable pro sports fans in America, and among the most loyal. Those are three great qualities they apply to those lunatics in my hometown. And those, I can't say, are universal across college or at professional sports. There are plenty of bandwagon fan bases. So the Eagles and Sixers and Phillies and Flyers fans are a blend of the very best and the very worst of what passionate fans have to offer. The viral video from Sunday, one guy, I think it was the uh, special teams play where the Eagles player, Miles Sanders, like almost had his head ripped off. It was egregious. The helmet spun, spun all the way around, and there was no flag. So pan to angry Eagles fan. And he is screaming, you know, neck veins bulging, face red, etc. And then it became a viral video on Twitter. Well, Twitter and social media being what they are nowadays, they had to find out who this person was. And you're thinking, oh, it's just <laughs> I saw this. It's just some dude from South Philly who doesn't have anything better going on in his life than to run down to the ballpark and yell at guys in the zebra stripes, right? As it turned out, the guy in the viral video's name was Eric Ferda, and his full-time job is as the dean of admissions at the University of Pennsylvania. It's one of the best <laughs> universities in the entire country, and he helps run it. That was the lunatic Eagles fan in the viral video. I love it. But wait, there's more. Another viral video slash audio for our purposes. You almost can't make this up. This gentleman was truly <laughs> saving babies from a burning building. When Tim Tebow said that he thought 
more people were more intensely interested in college sports than pro sports. I wondered about his perspective because as a broadcaster, he's all about college sports. As a youngster, he was all about college sports. His elite playing status came as a Florida Gator Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, more so than his relative cup of tea as an NFL quarterback, and we'll push that debate off to the side. But as a guy who has lived in both environments, I've seen bandwagon college fans, University of Miami, man, when they were five-time national champions under Schnellenberger and Jimmy Johnson and even you know, Butch Davis handing that national championship team to Larry Coker about almost 20 years ago at this point, when the Canes were on, even a pro sports-centric South Florida, where they love their Dolphins when the Dolphins are good, dating back to the undefeated team in the early 1970s, and I actually lived down there during part of the Dan Marino years, they love their Dolphins. They take criticism, and rightly so, for their anemic Marlins in baseball and some other things. And it's a very splintered sports and entertainment society down there. Philly is way more about sports than Miami is, I can tell you that. And Philly, while deserving criticism at times, deserves praise because of the passion, the knowledge, the loyalty. I think Tim Tebow's lack of perspective made him make that statement because the reality is the numbers show that the NFL is infinitely more popular than college football. It's not even close. In terms of TV ratings and millions of eyeballs, the NFL is the super heavyweight of American sports in the 21st century. College football would still be a heavyweight, but I mean truly dwarfed by what the NFL gets regularly for its numbers. The average NFL game can get 16 to 17 million TV eyeballs. And the only college football games that are getting that or better would be college football playoff-type games and the very, very rare bowl game. In other words, the NFL does routinely what college football does for only its biggest games of the year. The average NFL game does that. Anyway, I think Tebow might have misspoke or misstepped with the dramatic point he was trying to make about the intensity of your love for your college team versus somewhere else in the country, their intensity for their pro team might be just as deep. Is there a greater greater litmus test than if you were literally saving children from a burning building? In that context, you're still thinking about one of your favorite sports teams. Is there one? I mean, what else? I mean, you hear stories of somebody calling out the wrong name in the middle of relations. You know, if you <laughs> if you say go Cowboys in that context, yeah, yeah, might you might have some tough questions to answer. Similarly, I don't know, catching babies being thrown out the window of a burning building, that might be another time where I would not expect your mind through the intensity of the passion, bedroom, burning building, or otherwise, I would not expect your mind to stray to the last good or bad thing that happened with your favorite team, college or pro. And yet, we add to the city of brotherly love sports fan lore, which already includes actually booing Santa Claus. That happened at an Eagles game way back prior to my birth. I've shared the story of booing children. They had an Easter egg hunt in between games of a baseball doubleheader. The kids didn't find the eggs quickly enough for the fans, so they booed toddlers 
That's also part of Philadelphia sports fan lore. And that balances out all those nice things I said about passion and knowledge and loyalty. The, the, the Philly fans are all of those good things and in large numbers all of those bad things. And to this legend we add this. This guy was being interviewed by a local TV crew after truly catching babies being tossed from a burning building. And while otherwise giving a normal proud to contribute as a member of the community to others in their time of extreme need while giving an otherwise normal under the circumstances answer somehow his mind strayed to a bad play from the recent eagles loss raise it up and was assisting people down my man just started throwing babies out the window wow. we was catching them unlike aguilar we were catching the babies unlike aguilar <laughs> That would be Eagles wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. We was catching him, unlike Aguilar. Catching babies tossed from burning buildings. Aguilar just tasked with catching thrown footballs from Carson Wentz, and it has become a theme for the Eagles. They have been dropping too many balls from Carson Wentz in their one and two start. And that is where that man's mind went as he's being credited, credited with saving young people's lives next to a burning building. We was catching him, unlike Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. Add it to the Santa Claus story. <laughs> Add it to the Easter egg hunt. Tim Tebow is right about the intense passion of college sports fans. But that does not come at the expense or to the exclusion of the truly deep, passionate, loyal, knowledgeable fandom that is present in places like Philadelphia, New York, Boston, and other big-time pro sports cities and towns. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Philly represents all the good and all the bad. I don't know if it's just, you know, the chance of history that I happen to be from there. This is what I witnessed as a child. I'm carrying around the mental baggage and scars from learning new words while going to Philadelphia sporting events. And I'm talking about, if you watch the video, the 10-year-olds sometimes are using words that 10-year-olds should not use. That's the downside of a sometimes too intense professional sports fandom in and around the city of brotherly love. There is an upside. The Philadelphia Flyers won the Stanley Cup back-to-back -back in 1974 and 1975. Do you know what happens to those guys 40-plus years later when they go to bars and restaurants? The meals are still comped. The beers are still purchased by thankful fans 45 years later. Now, that's the upside of a deeply intense professional sports fandom city. There is that ugly underbelly. Fortunately, he was not so distracted by visions of Algalore's drops that he dropped one of the babies being thrown from the burning building. That story brought to you by our city of brotherly love. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Back in my high school or college days, I can't remember, Rodney Dangerfield went back to school. It became a movie. He was Thornton Mellon. Antonio Brown of Steelers, Raiders, and Patriots fame is also going back to school. In fact, the same place where he was a star player, Central Michigan University. He has enrolled in classes there, Darren. Did you know? Introduction to management, technical writing, death and dying, which is actually a religion course, seriously, 
and racism and equality, which is a sociology co- course, I think we have actual audio from Antonio Brown's back to school. This is, I think, from a history class. We'll play a little bit later as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Kevin and Scott and others want in on the best undrafted free agent quarterbacks ever to play in the modern NFL. They were answered on Twitter. They were answered by some of our folks on hold. I can share now, right? It's pretty obvious. Jake DeLome of your Carolina Panthers was undrafted out of southwest Louisiana and did go on to be one of the 10 greatest undrafted free agent quarterbacks this league has ever seen. So maybe, maybe could the Panthers produce two? Is Kyle Allen the next one waiting to happen? So you're telling me there's a chance. Tony Romo, undrafted out of Eastern Illinois, also became one of those greatest QBs ever after being ignored through an entire draft. Jeff Garcia, uh, Dave Craig, and then the two best answers, Kurt Warner and Warren Moon. Those guys are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There are other good answers, though, and some of you are calling with them. The back-to-school audio from Antonio Brown's history class with more of your calls next. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four (laughs) ties, not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Kevin in Apex has another answer to the question of the day. We're honoring and celebrating Kyle Allen. He does get at least one more start, maybe a lot more, against the Houston Texans on Sunday. Deshaun Watson and Houston are 2-1. and one. It is a much bigger test than the Arizona Cardinals were. That team still doesn't have a win and is definitely looking to be in the bottom quadrant of the 32-team NFL. Can Kyle Allen get another road win? With his future in mind, we're asking who's the best undrafted free agent ever to play quarterback in the NFL. We also have a college football topic. Antonio Brown, like Rodney Dangerfield, is going back to school. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. Kevin and Apex may be able to complete our top ten. Kurt Warner and Warren Moon are members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They were undrafted free agent quarterbacks who went on to great things in other leagues and then later the NFL. Tony Romo out of Eastern Illinois to the Dallas Cowboys. Jake DeLome out of Southwest Louisiana. Note a theme here with mostly lesser-known universities. Jake DeLome is one of the greatest quarterbacks in Panthers history. He went undrafted out of Southwestern Louisiana as he is a Hall of Honor guy at this stage of his retirement for the Panthers, also now part of the broadcasting team. Jeff Garcia from San Jose State to the CFL and then the NFL. Dave Craig from an NAIA school to a long tenure as a starter for Seattle and others in the NFL. Kevin and Apex may be able to complete our top ten. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a little bit on the older side. I was thinking of uh, Jim Hart and Mike Tomczak. I grew up with both of those guys. Hart, I yeah, pictured so I. in a Cardinals uniform, right? Yes, and, and I didn't like either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, so. Hart, Hart was another smaller school guy. He went to Southern Illinois. So Romo, Eastern Illinois, Jim Hart, Southern Illinois. He was, I think he played almost two decades in the NFL, including if anybody's ever heard of Air Coriel. Don Coriel was one of the earlier 
let's throw it around the yard type coaches. Jim Hart was one of his protégés on what they called the Cardiac Cardinals way back when. And and did you say uh, Mike Tomzek? Yeah, uh, as a backup. Yeah. Actually, I wanted as a backup uh, for my team uh, in the mid-90s. Yeah, he has a uh, Super Bowl ring as a backup, doesn't he? Mike Tomzak with the Bears? I think he does. Either with the Bears or the Steelers. I, I know him from the Steelers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he was an Ohio State quarterback. That is the load, the road less traveled. I mean, if you're at Ohio State, odds are they'd find you. Uh, I guess Tom Brady being at Michigan, dropping all the way to the sixth round, uh, suggests that even there you can slide down the ladder. Mike Tomzak from undrafted to, yeah, he played – probably a decade in the NFL for the Bears and the Steelers, and I'm pretty sure did win a Super Bowl ring somewhere along the way. Appreciate the call, Kevin. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. All right, Antonio Brown went back to school. Darren, do you remember Rodney Dangerfield going back to school? Shakespeare for everybody, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Antonio Brown has that kind of money to throw around, doesn't he? I would suppose, right? I'm going to college. What do you think? I think you're nuts. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? All right, that was Rodney Dangerfield as Thornton Mellon was the name of his character. He visited his son at college, decided to stay, uh, actually ended up joining the diving team. So there's even a sports-related angle to that back-to-school movie from my high school or college years. Antonio Brown is both is like... Rodney Dangerfield or Thornton Mellon, much older than the traditional college student. He is going back to school. He has enrolled at Central Michigan University after attacking and or alienating the Steelers, the Raiders, the Patriots, the NFL Players Association, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Shannon Sharp, and Patriots owner Bob Kraft. You want to talk about a lazy, ignorant cheap shot? Antonio Brown, who's being charged with sexual assault and other horrendous behavior left and right, actually in his toddler-like tantrum, takes a shot at Bob Kraft over his Florida massage parlor stuff. I mean, whatever. Whatever Bob Kraft did wrong, and it was certainly illegal activity, it did not rise to the level of violent rape which is an accusation that Antonio Brown is dealing with. Do you know what Shannon Sharp's time in the headlines consists of? Seriously? This is when you know somebody cares not at all about the truth and is just a toddler mentality lashing out because he's upset that he's now alienated the Steelers and the Raiders and the Patriots and that the Raiders and the Patriots want to wiggle off the hook of the combined $40 million in guaranteed money in some cases that Antonio Brown had written into his contract, but because of his erratic behavior, I mean, you can't threaten the general manager and expect there to be no repercussions, right? That's what he did with Mike Mayock of the Raiders, leading to his release, etc. Shannon Sharp's only time in the wrong headlines consisted of a truly mentally ill woman making something up about him. Like, all you need to do is... Look at the case a little bit, and you'll realize that you are slandering or libeling somebody by bringing up something from the past that could happen to anybody. Now, Antonio Brown, of course, is insisting his innocence in everything, but he's 
got a lawsuit related to an unpaid chef's bill at the Pro Bowl. He has a lawsuit related to throwing pieces of furniture off a balcony toward a swimming pool area of an apartment complex that he has his lawyers dealing with right now. He has multiple women claiming they're not supporting his babies, and he has multiple different women claiming various levels of rape and or sexual assault. Antonio Brown's dealing with all of those allegations with, from, at some point, it becomes more than a dozen people claiming they're telling the truth, and Antonio Brown is the guy having trouble dealing with reality. And Antonio Brown has to bring up from the past something from Shannon Sharp's background that didn't really turn out to be anything at all. You want to take a shot at Bob Kraft, whatever, just remember he needs to sign the settlement check when you're asking for those millions from New England. More on Antonio Brown's back to school with more of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. Joe Person of TheAthletic.com and The Athletic Carolina on Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, the Carolina Panthers, and the rest of the NFL. That's still to come on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Joe Person has written the authoritative analysis of what's going on with the Carolina Panthers. From the medical details of Cam Newton's injured foot to the promising 2019 starting debut of the 23-year-old quarterback, Kyle Allen. It's Panthers at Houston Texans on Sunday. All things NFL with Joe Person next. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.